When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death is a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. I'm Corey from Press Next Podcast, and this is The Invisible Man. I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey. And again, we have two Katies in the house, okay? But I'm going to let the other one introduce herself. Ah, that's right. We have two um, Katelyns. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm here with, with my besties. Ooh, besties? That's right. We, that's we right. both get that title? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just spent the whole weekend together, so. We did. Uh, for <laughs> those of you who do not know, we did spend the, the, the weekend in Kansas. And we did. We ate a lot of food. We played Taboo. Yes. We sure did eat a lot of food. And I want y'all to know that our guest, Katie, was cheating. She was playing Taboo. She was cheating. Okay. okay. She got up, tried to hold the stack of cards, the ones that she didn't get, put it in the stack that she did get, and then give it to the, oh, count our cards. Like, she got all them cards. We I have, said, like, Come on I have like, six different stacks, and somehow my cards all got mashed up. And somehow. So anyway, I got up, and I was like, here, count our cards. And um, someone outed me, I guess, but I went to the bathroom. It was your own point. teammate. It was your own teammate that was like, I didn't get these cards. So I was like, yo, she's cheating. Um, but yes. He betrayed Besides... You. Besides cheating in Taboo, she is mm. also uh, a lover of films, and uh, we always have good discussions. So we figure why not bring her on the show, uh, and y'all can get to hear her perspective and voice. And today we're talking about one of my favorite movies. Uh, came out last year. I truly believe this is a film you need to watch like in a theater, or at least yeah. in the room that has surround sound, and it's completely dark, so you can see all the detail. Uh, but yeah. The Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss... Came out last year. Do you remember watching it, sweetheart? Phenomenal. Yeah, we went to the movies to see it. So it we wasn't. Did. Was it 2020 or was it like late 2019? No, it was 2020. It came out in February of 2020. <laughs> yeah. That was like the last movie Jeez. I saw in theaters before everything shut down. That yeah, was probably that's how the last one we saw then. It yeah. had to be because 2020 was a long year. And I literally, when I looked up the date for the movie, I was like, there's no way. It had to be like late 2019, mm-hmm. but it was definitely 2020. Dang. Crazy. Yeah, so, we went to go see it in theaters. It was so good. So, so good. It is. It's one of my favorite films. Y'all should watch it. It's actually um, uh, technically a reboot from an older film. A lot of people don't know that. But um, there's a lot of Easter eggs from the, the from the original in this film. I'm not going to get into the, the technicalities of the film because I can probably talk an hour and a half by my damn self on that. We're not going to do that. Um, but... The overall like view of the movie is this girl Cecilia um, is in a very bad relationship, a very abusive and controlling relationship, and she is trying to get out. She actually does escape, and but does she really escape? <laughs> is the real question, right? Uh, because somebody is turning her crazy, is running her mind, always following her, doing all these weird things, and nobody believes her. Um, and it turns out that there may or may not be an invisible man. And yeah, I'm not going to give away too much of the story, but you really need to. It sounds off of that. It does sound kind of corny, but the film is dope. Is that when like I a good saw, overview? 
Yeah, when I first saw the trailer, I thought that it was like a ghost haunting her or something. Right. Because I thought it was going to be more of a scary film than a psychological thriller. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, that movie looks so dumb. And then... (laughs) And then I remember y'all went and saw it and you were texting me about it, Katie. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe we should go see it. And we did. And I was like, that was really good. It was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was definitely. I remember that now. Yeah, I remember that now. Top five for 2020. It was definitely Mm -hmm. top five 2020. Uh, Incredible (laughs) film directed by uh, Lee Winnell, who also was in Saw and and helped write Saw and a couple other movies. Uh, so if you see the parallels between like Saw and Dead Silence and not The Conjuring, but Insidious, mm-hmm. then you can tell they're all kind of very similar. Um, but I think he did his thing on this film. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to see um, how he did with the next one. But jumping just right into it, mm-hmm. I'm already talking about how much I love it. But on a scale of one to 10, uh, guess Katie, I'm going to start with you. How much did you like the film and why? Um... I think I'm going to give it like, I give it like a seven and a half. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked it, I think, because it did capture a lot of the elements of psychological manipulation mm-hmm. and how like to everyone else that's outside of like your situation, it seems that that doesn't exist like like with her sister and and stuff like that like mm. i don't know it just it really like portrays how isolating that is and how much you feel like alienated and i i don't know i think it just really like hit it really well um and it was I good i mean it was a good thriller and yeah it was interesting and yeah i just well, really enjoyed it let me ask you another question what's a tin movie for you i guess we should get that out the way huh um, I don't know. Uh, honestly, like in the thriller genre, I don't know. I think, I think like my all time favorite, like thriller like that would be, even though this isn't that much of, of a psychological one, but it kind of is, um, seven. Oh my like, God. Yeah, <laughs> we can we end the show right now. Yeah. That is my favorite. That's my favorite. My yeah. favorite thriller. Me too. The psychological um, thriller. Mm-hmm. So I think that one's like, I don't know. I, I don't know that I can like put, because there's like all sorts of things I look for in different movies, like things that stick out to me, like the way that it's filmed and the way that like the characters are portrayed, portrayed in one movie versus like maybe like the storyline's a little better in another movie, but like sometimes things can kind of right. balance out and make okay. something better than the other. But I don't know. I think it's objective. All right. I, I just you. wanted to see the contrast between like a seven and like a 10, you know? Yeah. Uh, and if a 10 is a seven and a seven ten is a... <laughs> 10 is seven. So. 10 is seven, right? Like, <laughs> all right, baby boo, what you got? One out of 10. Um, I'm going to rate this movie a nine. Because I I loved it. The first time I saw it, I was texting everyone, telling them that they need to go see it. It was so mm-hmm. good. And then I've watched it probably five or six times. 
And every single time I'm still just like, my chest is tight. I'm anxious. I think he's going to get her, even though I know exactly what happens and I've seen it Mm -hmm. over and over. Um, But yeah, so I, I'd give it a nine, but the reason I like it so much, Katie, like you were saying, is that it hits on all of the manipulative gaslighting um, ways that a partner could rip you away from your family and make everyone else think that you're the crazy one. Right. Because how many times do we hear that girl's crazy or that woman's crazy when she probably wasn't until Mm -hmm. someone drove her to be that way. Right. Right. Or to appear that way. Cause she may not even actually be right. Um, so I, I agree with that. What about you, Corey? Um, I'll break it down like this. I think the storyline is um I think the storyline is kind of it's not very deep because really it is just like somebody who's trying to right chase some you know chase somebody and or gaslight them. That's However, true. what makes up for it is I think that the way that it is technically shot is incredible. So I'll probably give it somewhere like an 8.5 close to a nine because and hopefully I'll get the the time to do some YouTube shorts this week on the technical shooting of this film. It's incredible. They use a lot of um, like negative space to, to really give you that anxiety. Like, because you Mm -hmm. always film, I feel like in every single scene, he's there, right? Whether he is or not there, they use the, the space, the negative space to induce that feeling in you. And that is incredible and it's hard to do. Something that I noted, just going off of that, something that I noted when we watched it this past time was that sometimes the camera angles are shot from around the corner or looking through a window or uh, maybe like you're standing in the corner away from what's actually happening. And so you feel like you are the one you are that's him. watching. Yeah. Yes. Right. And that's like so that's not cool. that's they did that on purpose. And everything is here. I'll give you. I told you this earlier, but I'll let everybody else know. The main character, her name is Cecilia. Okay, she's often referred to as C in the film. Right? People always say, "Hey, C" or whatever. Cecilia in Latin means blind, mm. and they shorten her name for C. Obviously, a play on what is going on in the movie. She's that's the only cool. one that is seeing, but also cannot see what is going on. Uh, so that's what I mean by every single angle, even to her job and everything else is so broken down in this film. Yeah, It's incredible. This is the way you get an incredible film is going that deep mm-hmm. and it's off the chain. So I will probably say like an 8.5, but not necessarily because of the story. Uh, I think it was right. casted well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody in there besides the brother, <laughs> he's like the only person that like, I think he's like a bad actor. Yeah. But that's just, <laughs> that's just me. Maybe he's not a bad actor. I haven't seen him in any other films. Maybe just this film just wasn't a a great performance, but he also didn't have that much screen time either. So maybe I'm just being too hard on him, Uh, but I didn't feel like super connected to him. Yeah. Um, And even though Adrian is not actually on the screen, Mm -hmm. you still really feel connected to Adrian, like pretty much the entire movie. Cause sometimes you feel like you are Adrian. Um, That is true. And you only see him for like maybe a max of four or five minutes, the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, that's he got like six minutes of screen time, right. but it feels like he got as much as he did mm-hmm. with Cecilia, right? In like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I even liked the little girl, um, Sydney. I think that was her name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she. Everybody did a good ja- job acting, except I feel like the brother. <laughs> but other than that, good film. It's on. Um, I mean, we watched it on Amazon Prime. I believe it's probably on HBO as well. Um, so if you have Prime, please watch it. But I'm telling you right now, you need to watch it in a dark room that does not have leaking light. And what I mean by leaking light is like light coming in from the window and everything else. Turn all the lights off, not because you want to be scared, but because they legitimately use darkness and negative space to induce a feeling. And you will not get that if you don't have that. It's almost like watching A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Um we're <laughs> in a place where there's like a lot of noise you have to watch a quiet yeah. place like where it's just going quiet that is true it is v- it's a very dark movie meaning that if you have light you're probably going to miss out on a lot of the details it's right. darker than sweeney todd <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's a dark <laughs> like goodness true. gracious uh that movie super duper dark okay uh but i think the theme right is like and i didn't put this as a, as a question but I think we all understand that the, the big theme of this is gaslighting, mm-hmm. right? This is almost like an entire film on, if you took like an English class in college, <laughs> somebody was talking about gaslighting and he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a two hour film on gaslighting. This is exactly uh, what it was. So before we go any further, I'm just going to give you like a definition because I struggle with this. I don't know if y'all struggle with this, but psychology today, okay, says that gaslighting is a tactic in which a person or entity, in order to gain more power, makes a victim question their reality. It also states it works, it works much better than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, gaslighting is a tactic in which a person or entity, in order to gain more power, makes a victim question their reality. Is this not what is going on this entire film? It is. Yeah. Right? What? Um, here's a question. If you can remember off the top, what are some examples of uh, the gaslighting control in this film? Like, what scenes do you like? Okay, she's being gaslit. Um, for me, it's specifically when he was like, no matter where you go or what you do, I'll always be there. Um, and that was... I can't remember if that was before. Well, I guess that was before. No, no, no. They were in the attorney's office. Yes. Mm-hmm. The brother's office. Yes. When she knew that he was messing with her mm-hmm. and the brother was like, no, he's dead. Like his ashes are in that urn over there. And she yeah. was like, he told me. Right. That if I ever left him, I wouldn't be able to get away pretty much. Right. And I'm going to be there even when you think I'm not there. And I'm going to leave you something so that you know I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How wild is that mm-hmm. yeah. okay think, what else go ahead i think that like at the end whenever it like he's back or whatever mm-hmm. and um they're like she goes over to the house they're like sitting down for that dinner right. and he's just kind of like oh everything is normal like right. acts like nothing ever happened like they're just gonna go back to living their life before like and i don't specifically remember what like was said in that conversation but like just even like the feeling of like him trying to downplay everything that just happened right like i didn't just try to like 
murder everybody around you and like (laughs) destroy your entire life and put you in a loony bin for the rest of your life like like i didn't blamed it on his brother yeah right he was like it wasn't me (laughs) right and like that whole thing is like what (laughs) yeah he's he's wild and then i literally when i was looking up this article it's crazy that you talk about that scene because this article talks about like the top 11 warning signs of gaslighting right mm-hmm. uh and one of them is that they uh either their actions don't match their words and then also that they throw positive reinforcement to confuse you yes. and i saw this in the way that he had this huge spread of food right uh-huh. like this overwhelming amount of food which you didn't have to do that but he goes so far overboard you know to compensate for everything else which is like right. this is a clear sign of gaslighting right like right. you're yeah. doing this right now um and she's knowing she's like to me i think this is the most this is my opinion the movie is a bunch of intentional and unintentional gaslighting mm-hmm. this is the most intentional gaslighting that we see yeah. cuz right. she's sitting down at the table she's legitimately asking up close when she knows she has all the evidence right she's yeah. seen the phone she's seen the knife she's seen him essentially she's, she's got the surprise she got all of this stuff um she gets pregnant right like like she's she knows it's him. Bro, I got everything. Literally, mm-hmm. I, I can throw you in jail right now. And you're still lying straight to my face. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. And all she's saying is, listen, we can we can do this. And you can be a part of this baby life as long as you tell the truth up front. And I think that that's something, like, it was such a badass way that the way the movie ended was when she, when her friend James um, said, you never wanted him to just admit it, did you? And she said, I did. I just didn't realize he was that unstable. Like Mm. he was so unstable that he couldn't even own up to, like she was just sitting there saying, tell me the truth. And he couldn't even do that. Well, I kind of see that a little bit differently. Like when she's like, I didn't realize he was that unstable. I kind of feel like she was gaslighting him a little bit and saying like, I don't know. He was just, he was so unstable. He killed himself. Well, that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Cause I thought that the first time I saw it and yeah. then the the more I watched it, I was like, okay. Because maybe. like, yeah, gaslighters get to a point where they, it's psychological for them too. They're like so deep in it. They don't know mm-hmm. which way is up and sometimes like, right. You know, mm, it's like, yeah, and it's almost like a defense mechanism. Like I'm going to do it to you because right. to protect myself. Right. Yeah. So I have a lot of uh, uh, that scene is gaslighting. I think um, <clears throat> setting up anything that's setting up the the rejection of her own reality. Right. Like I know that you. I saw the flash of the picture. Mm-hmm. I saw. I was the, just I knew I had the documents. Right. But now they're missing. The door being open. I knew I had the door locked. And like it's just those little small things that are like I, I know I didn't send no damn email. But right. now the email's in my thing. Those small things are opening up the possibility of, I don't, maybe I actually don't know. Maybe I am going maybe crazy, am. right? Maybe like, I am yeah. going crazy, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so those things are like, it to me really goes into like how deep gaslighting can be. Because I think that when we think about gaslighting, we think about a one-to-one interaction that is typically verbally happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like the only way for me to gaslight you is it is for me to use my words. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I think you can do other things to break you down because remember, it's all about power and control. Right. Uh, so I think you can do other things to break you down to really 
peel back that like, man, I really don't know what I'm talking about. Like I'm going cuckoo because like, I know I'm not tripping, but maybe mm-hmm. I am because why would the door just be open and nobody mm-hmm. be there? Right. You know? Right. And then I come home like, I didn't leave the damn door open. Or the footprints on the blanket. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right. That was, now that would have been immediate for me. I don't care what nobody say. Okay. There's two things happening. If I see some footsteps, we leaving the house and I'm going to the church. Yeah. <laughs> or this motherfucker is still alive. <laughs> yeah, he go right. catch these hands. It's one of them two things. It's a demon or it's this little suit. There's no in between. Okay. My reality, right. I know what I saw. Okay. I'm not, we're not playing these games. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if the door straight almost, open. I almost feel like they waited too long to show her the pictures of the body because she was already experiencing things by then. And so as a traumatized person, she's like, he's not dead. Like I know for a fact he's not dead. Whereas I think that if she would have seen the body earlier, maybe she would have believed that he was dead and maybe she was going crazy. Yeah. Right. And the whole dead thing. So let's talk about that real quick. And yeah, I that guess, whole thing was weird. Yeah. Because you have a guy who now here's a guy. Yeah, now here's a guy. I mean, you have a guy <laughs> who is really well off, right? Like yeah. obviously he's in a tech field and everything else. And he has a lot of money who is uh, married to an architect, but who seemingly is not even close to the breadwinner, mm-hmm. uh, who the brother already hints that like all these females get around my, my brother because of his money. So you think that he's like going to... Just going to off know, himself? Yeah. Right. right. It just no. doesn't seem too believable. However, caveat to everybody who's listening, I am not saying that this cannot happen. I'm just saying as somebody who um, has worked in the mental health field, who has also studied mental health. Uh, this is a, this is not really a warning sign, right? Like, yeah. Right. And like, typically, like, I mean, we see Adrian and the way that he's set up that he's a narcissist. I was about and to say, narcissists don't do typically that. go out that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. And again, I, not saying who's to say, right. but like I'm you know, sure it has happened and probably will happen. But right. it's just if we're breaking down numbers, exactly that personality type. Um, so I thought that was kind of, which is another reason why I said the story isn't like so amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you can tell they did that with. That's the reason why he has that big ass house, mm-hmm. right? Like out. Well, and that's probably the reason why she didn't believe it from the beginning because everybody else is like, oh no, he killed himself. And she's like, y'all don't know him like mm. I know him. Yeah. I because, know him. <laughs> because it almost seemed, I mean, I think their house was a great representation of their lives out in the middle of nowhere, secluded, mm-hmm. surrounded, mm-hmm. like almost an island, you mm-hmm. know? And so I feel like that's probably their lives too. So they probably didn't have a lot of people close to them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And. Um, I mean, I'm sure he kind of like alienated her from her friends and family too. Um, right. Oh, absolutely. See, like her and her sister's mm-hmm. relationship was already strained from like the very beginning because she goes to pick her up and she's like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, I don't know if she ever like says anything like this, but like makes it seem like they don't talk that often. Right. Well, let's talk about that too, Katie. If I ever call you and tell you to pick me up in the middle of the night, <laughs> if I get in the car, do not sit there and say, "What's going on?" If yeah. I say, if I'm panicked oh and I'm running in the middle of the woods in the night, and I say, "Go, go," no questions Drive asked. The car. We can talk about it on the way. 
Oh my god, that was so frustrating to watch. (laughs) I'm like, bro, like that's how a lot of people be dying in a lot of these movies. Yeah, obviously it's Hollywood, but also people suffer from. You don't have to know everything. I just have to put context together. Right. It's it's two a.m. or three a.m. What I think it was like three a.m. in the film. Mm-hmm. You're running out of the woods, and you asked me to pick me pick you up on a back down the road street with no from lights? your house. Yeah, down right. the street from your house, bro. Just get in the car. With a go I bag, can probably like... I can probably figure out what's going on. Right. Like, I probably got my on. gun in my lap. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pulling on my gun in my lap uh-huh. just in case. I don't know what's going on, but there's why would you just randomly ask me to do this? So mm-hmm. if I'm if you my yeah. if you my girl, you somebody I love, I'm just gonna pull up, get in the car. We can talk about it later. I'm gonna get you to somewhere Let's to where go. we safe. We can talk about it later. Uh, so yep. I can't stand that, but I see that a lot. And the thing is, I've actually seen that happen in people, not like this specific situation, but like, bro, you're in danger. Stop talking mm-hmm. and get out. Like literally mm-hmm. get to a place where you can then, you know, you're in public or talk whatever. You can, you can then talk about it. Just remove yourself from now. But <sighs> Right. Mm-hmm. Get out of it. Go right. Ahead. So here's the thing about gaslighting. And I'm, I'm probably going to ask a lot of questions on this because I like to this conversation. Because <laughs> I feel a way about this. But <laughs> do you remember a time that you were intentionally, is the, is the phrase gaslit? I got it back here, but I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. Do you remember a time when you were intentionally gaslit? Um, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I had like a really uh, toxic ex that, same kind of narcissistic personality um who did that all the time and one specific instant that comes to or um instance that comes to mind is that there was this time we had gone to um ljt you know shout out stevenville hey (laughs) joe taylor and um this is kind of like it, it is a really messed up situation but um and kind of embarrassing but I had pulled up. I had to leave to take another friend home. Shout out Kev. Mm. Shout out baby Kev. <laughs> baby, and, baby Kev. Um, so I left to take her home because she was too drunk. Um, I come back and my ex was no, not where we had just seen them. And so I'm like, okay, what the heck? And I'm, I'm walking off and I walk up and he was like full on making out with another girl. And I like, I, I mean, the way that I reacted in the situation, whatever. And then like kind of afterwards, he tried to like tell me, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And I was like, I saw you with my own two eyeballs. Like, what are you talking about? Yes, you were. Um, but like, even in that situation, like I kind of kept like thinking like, maybe that's not what I saw. Maybe mm. something else is going on. It's a big festival. There's tons of people around. There's a lot of like stimulation going on. Like maybe, maybe I'm drunk. Maybe yeah. Maybe like I had been drinking a little bit earlier in the day. Like, <clears throat> and by that point I was not drunk. But like, yeah, who's to say? You know, like it's just there was just a lot going on, and you know your brain kind of like fills in those pieces that maybe you don't right. want to remember or like right. explain them away or whatever. Uh. So like that is like. One of the, like, probably the most, like, concrete example of a time I know I was intentionally gaslit. Mm. Now, you know, unintentional probably happened all the time, but. Right. Every day. 
Right. <laughs> right. What about you, uh, <sighs> baby? I'll keep my comments to myself about that guy, Katie. Uh, so a time I was intentionally gaslit, uh, do jobs count? Yes. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Any, I'm, any, instance. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, so the one that comes to mind and y'all can tell me if this is gaslighting or not to me, it was because I was like, what the, um, so I was seeing this guy who was seeing someone else as well oh, um, pause. i don't want to hear this i'm just well, <laughs> Come on. i'm about to scrap up so i was told that this girl was out of the picture whatever mm-hmm. anyways i hadn't heard from him uh like all night and so i was just like what the heck he's probably with this other girl yada yada the next day and i'm so stupid okay I'm just going to let everybody know. Call me stupid. I'm an idiot. The next day, (laughs) I get a text at like noon. So, you know, he's probably left this girl's house by this point. He tells me that he did not respond because he was in jail. Because he went to (laughs) jail. (laughs) Wait, did he actually go to jail? I thought so until... He was at my house and the girl, the other girl figured he was at my house. So she texts me and is like blowing my phone up. Um, How'd she get your number? That's a long story. Okay. That's a I'm long story. <laughs> Anyways, she texts me and she's like, uh, whatever, this, I want to talk to you about this, yada, yada. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm done with these games. Like. You're here. She's texting me. I'm about to call her up. So I call her and I'm like, this day, this day, this day. And he said he went to jail. And she was like, he did not go to jail. He was at my house. And I was like, so is he describing her house as jail? That should be the real question. You think it's a prison? You think I'm the one? But, um, both of you, both of you know this person. So that story was not that far off brand. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It <laughs> could have sense. easily been believable. Right. Because I'm pretty sure he didn't have a license or something like that. I don't know. Right. People want to jail Anyways. for no license. Yeah. If you're driving. I mean, what if he's just riding in the backseat? I don't be knowing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so okay, that's, okay, the spe- okay. that's the most specific, like, WTF moment of my life. Like, who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> and why? No, I'm just messing with you. And why? Why something that big? And so it was just, like, constant things like that, especially with another person in the picture. Um, just constantly, <laughs> like, you know. I'm finna tell you, next time I don't talk to you, I'm gonna be like, oh, my bad, I got arrested. Yeah. That would be gas. That That would be gaslighting since I just told you how I felt. (laughs) No, but I'm gonna follow it up with JK. I'm just joking. I'm working out, you know, something like that, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just, I was just joking. I've actually been in and out of jail this whole week. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Right. You just add on to it. Actually, it wasn't jail, it was prison. I had to do like a 48 hour, you know, a four hour stint, you know. All right. All right. Enough, enough of my expense. (laughs) Uh, For me, do I remember intentionally being gaslit? Okay. Here's the thing. 
I don't want to obviously genderize things, but I think that we look at stuff a little bit differently, especially when it comes to the structure of power and control. Uh, I, for the most part, I think that when you're getting into psychology, um, because of the way that the, the westernized culture is set up, the power structures are typically given to men, right? Uh, are typically held by men. However, I think that when it comes to relationships, that there's a difference in, especially now, there's a, a power struggle like almost all the time, right? Of, so I think that there's times where I knew I was getting gaslit or I was like questioning myself on, am I being gaslit right now? Like, am I being manipulated? And I think it sticks, it sticks with me because I literally question everybody's motive. If you literally tell me anything, my first thought is why did this person say what they wanted that what they wanted right and then to give you that so for an example i like direct conversation direct talk and direct orders so uh if katie says something like "Ooh, i'm cold my first thought is why did she just say that it could just be that she's cold or maybe she wants me to do something but if she wants me to do something i'm gonna need her to tell me to do mm -hmm. something okay i need her to tell me to turn on the heat or whatever, turn off the yeah. AC, whatever you want to do. Uh, and so I think that there's plenty of times uh, in the past, you know, present, probably in the future uh, that unintentionally it happens. I do think there's one time that I'm probably not going to discuss on here uh, for certain reasons that now nah, y'all gave two, so I'll give one. I know one, this is, this is back in the, this is back in the gap. This is wild day, Corey. So um, I would like <laughs> to think that, there you go. Back in my day, <laughs> I like to believe that I'm a better human being now. Uh, so wild for, boy, Corey, the wild boy, Corey, you know, back in this fat Mac days, you know, anyway, um, we were, I was with this girl, we were in a stage, you know what I'm saying? Like where we're like talking, but I'm like not committed to you. You're not committed to me, but we have decided that like we can engage in intercourse with each other and nobody else mm -hmm. type of situation ship. And so that's what we were doing or so I thought so and I was fine with that because I was like okay I can get someone regular and still just have a friend and everything else this is cool with me I don't uh, my cup is being fulfilled and uh one night I'm actually chilling with one of my homeboys and we're playing video games and he you know he's telling me all this stuff and he goes on to tell me about his escapades with this certain girl yeah so, exactly <laughs> so yeah exactly but the thing is the more he's going, I keep asking him questions like, hmm. So I'm like asking questions that I know that she has been doing or whatever else. And she's like, yeah. Or he's like, yeah. Then he finally says her name. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy, boy. I've been, I've been trying to get with that for forever. My boy got that. He like, he don't know that I'm doing that too, but I guess. But right. So then after I like verify the information from him that this is the same person, um, you know, I call over. Of course, she thinks I'm about to go down. It's not. I'm really just about to ask her a question to kick her out. And so she comes in. We chilling, playing. Uh, I'm playing games. She's like, let's watch a movie. I'm like, bet. And uh, I forgot what movie I was going to put on. I think I'll put on Liar, Liar. <laughs> so I'll put on Liar, Liar. You know what I'm saying? So then I ask her like 15 minutes in. I'm like, yo. Like, I don't know. I'm just feeling weird. Yo, have like, you ever lied? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Speaking not like liars. that. Speaking not like of that. liar, liar, like, this is ironic. <laughs> right, right. But I did. But that's how petty I am. Y'all know me. I'm going to get yeah. petty to the petty. Uh, and I typically tell people all the time, if I ask you a question, I already know the answer. I just want to know if you're going to be truthful. 
And if you are truthful, I have some respect for you. If you're not, I don't. So I ask her, like, yo, have you been like, you ain't been with like nobody else, have you? She's like, no, like, I haven't. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. I just feel like the other day when I was like texting you or whatever and you was blowing me off, like, I swear that you was like with somebody else, you know. When she's like, nah, like, you just tripping. All right, we can watch this movie. And then I was just quiet for like 20 minutes. She was like, you're going to be like this the whole time? Like, yeah. And she was like, fine, I'll just leave. And I was like, yeah, that's probably the best idea because, like, I just know you lying. She was like, no, I'm lying. And I'm like, you know this is my boy, right? It's like, this is my dog. Like, I was about to say, talk. she's she's this, dumb. This is my dog. <laughs> like, not gonna, yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I kind of figured out that really, for me at least, because I didn't think, like, for the most part, like, girls be like this. But in that moment, I'm like, yo, men are dogs, but girls can be doing the same damn thing. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, she belonged to the, the streets, and I guess at that time I was belonging to the streets too. <laughs> so it was all good. But I think after that, like my mindset started like shifting on more of like I just want to chill. I don't really want to be with nobody no more. Even though I wasn't too hurt because we weren't like really dating. Uh, but at that time, like I don't be knowing. You said you're gonna be with one person, and you wasn't in there. Whatever. That's what we had agreed on or whatever. But. I guess it's all cool, but then you try to lie to my face and then try to make yeah. me feel like I'm just tripping. She literally said, you tripping. And I was like, all right, I guess I am, even though I know I'm not, you liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that brings me up to like, that, you know, takes it to relationships because I feel like in relationships, there's a bunch of unintentional gaslighting Yeah, that happens like on a regular. And sometimes I don't actually think it's gaslighting. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I think that, like, in that, in what specifically comes to my mind is whenever you're fighting with somebody and you are mad and you're just kind of, like, at that point where you're just, like, saying shit that, like, you don't know what's coming out of your mouth, really. Right. Like, you're you're just, like, so mad that you're, like, saying one – like, it's, like, one of those conversations where, like, you say something and then you, like, forget that you just said that. And, like, right. you just keep feeding off of each other because it's, like, maybe, like, an emotional or, like – heated argument about something and then this person is like you just said this thing and you're like no I didn't but mm-hmm. like maybe you did but like you're at the point where you're like I didn't say that like you know right and then like you kind of gaslight each other in that situation yeah, usually. It's just like, like just, just flames yeah so <laughs> I don't think that that's necessarily intentional I think that you're just too emotionally heightened to like really think about it like did I just say that yeah you're right I did just say that uh, um yeah. dang or yeah, like i agree with that that's what that's what comes to my mind when we when we talk about this but what's your example Corey? or i mean just i was gonna say the same but like for me here's where here's where i struggle with gaslighting it makes it seem like whoever is the first person to come out with their feelings mm-hmm. the other person is not actually able to respond to defend themselves because if they are then it's gaslighting because here's the thing. Gaslighting is meant to suspend your reality. Mm-hmm. You may be wrong though. Right. Your reality may be wrong. So it, it, if I'm defending myself, trying to tell you what actually happened, I'm not actually just trying to suspend your reality to say like, Hey, no, 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 no. Like I know what you're saying is right, but I want to make you feel like you're wrong. Whereas I'm actually saying you are wrong. This is what actually happened. 
what happens though? I feel like now most people are like, "Oh, he he's he's gaslighting you," or "She's gaslighting you." I'm like, well, "Nah, like that's not what's happening." I think the difference comes between like what something that actually happened, right? Like, like physically happened versus some versus feelings. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times you say, "Well, you made me feel this way," or. I feel this way because you did this and you're like, well, that's not what I meant. And, or you shouldn't have taken it that way. Or why did you take it that way? You know, like the mental aspect of it or the feelings aspect of it versus Mm -hmm. like, I know that you're following me, you know, like in the movie where it was like an actual physical happening. So like, I I feel like that's how it plays. I feel like that's how it plays into relationships is when you start talking about feelings and how how you feel based on someone else's actions or how someone else made you feel. I know you don't like that saying, Corey. Yeah, I don't. Um, for those who don't. Um, for those who don't know my stance on feelings and everything else, I personally believe that you are the owner of your feelings and everything else, mm-hmm. meaning you can get up. Somebody can say something and it can trigger you. I'm not saying that triggers don't exist, but that trigger exists inside of you, not mm-hmm. me. I just know that might be a trigger for you. So I can press that button. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, if it's not a trigger for you, I can't trigger you. Um, and so I feel that way, but even with, even with saying that, so, so you, so is a statement like, I'm sorry that you took it that way. Is that a gaslighting statement? I, I don't think so. But like, I don't, unless like, it's said in a condescending term, like a condescending yeah. way, like, sorry, you took it that way. But if you're genuinely like, that's not how I meant it. And I'm sorry that you took it that way. Here's how I meant it. Yeah. Or I think something maybe better to say is I'm sorry that it came across that way. Yeah. To you. Um, then like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry you took it that way because I feel like that kind of places blame on the other person. That's um, true. Um, when you know i feel like in that situation both parties should take responsibility for their words and their reaction to their like what was said or or their emotional response to it um and i feel like yeah like i think a big part of this is just like the language that you use Mm -hmm. right that's probably the toughest part because i think that even within the language that you use it's all based on the the understanding of the relationship that you have right right so I'll give you an example, a work example. I had to be a Karen in the parking lot uh, one day. Katie and I are on a hammock outside of our apartment. And if y'all don't know, we live on campus. And so since the second I showed up on this campus, I have been, I live in a, uh, in a complex that has a lot of faculty, a lot of staff and some students. However, it was just a student parking lot when I got here with like four staff spaces. So of course me being the change agent that I am, I'm like, hell no, nah, we're going to get this fixed. So I have worked so hard to get it fixed and I've got it to where if you're a student or staff, you can park in this lot. Okay. There at any space you can park in the lot and they even changed the signage now and everything else. So we used to have to get like a special hang tag, but now we can just get our regular sticker and we, everybody can park there. And so we're on a hammock and somebody comes over and is giving Katie a ticket. And so this happens to us all the time. I'm not upset at all because I call the people and they literally say the same thing every time. They say, oh, we're sorry. We have a new parking person out there. They probably didn't know. Uh, we'll take it off your account. Boom, boom, boom. Cool, whatever. So I ask her immediately. I'm like, hey, um, 
are you trying to verify her car? Because she had it like in the system. She didn't have it like, she didn't place a ticket on the thing. She's like, uh, no, nah, you can't, she can't park here or whatever. I said, no, that's my wife's car. She's staff here. We live here. And I'm trying to continue to tell her that this is also a staff lot. She immediately cuts me off and is like, tickets already done. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, okay, cool. And correct me if I'm wrong, Katie. Am I being rude? No, you're not being rude at all. Cause I'm also, I mean, like we're chill. We're hanging in a hammock. We're in like a hammock. enjoying the warm weather and we're both very calm and we're both talking to her. Like, what do you mean? Like that's a staff sticker. Right. She's like, yeah, it's a residential lot. And we're like, and so I'm trying to explain no, we to her, live here. Right. In right. a very nice way. Hey, this is change and everything else. Boom, boom, boom. She's not having it. She's just trying to go on. I said, Hey, um, and I mean this. And I literally said, I mean this in the sweetest way possible. No disrespect. Did you just start here? And that, that set her off. Mm-hmm. She, she was already mad, but that just pushed it over the edge. She going off. No, I'm a manager here and I've been here. And I think if, if this lot was a staff lot, I then I would know that. And I'm like, okay, I literally just, Prefix this conversation by saying, I genuinely mean this in the sweetest way. No disrespect. Right. And she's whatever. And I'm like, just do me a favor. She's still going back. I don't want to argue. I just want to do my job. I said, that's fine. I really do understand that. I appreciate you wanting to do your job. Do me a favor. You have a radio? She said, yeah. I said, can you just radio over and say, you know, and ask if it is. Of course, she radios over. And what did they tell her? Yes, that's a student staff lot. Mm-hmm. Instead of her coming back to apologize, she comes back and goes, Y'all can take that over there. I'm going to go do my job. So I'm like, okay, Thank you. now I got to No, 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 no. She said, y'all can take it over there to get it, get the ticket taken care of. Can I continue on with my job? Thank you. Right. And then walks as, off. As she's walking <laughs> off and she's like, thank you. And I'm like, have a better day. That's what Katie said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately call the, uh, the people and I'm letting them know. And I said, I'm not calling because of the ticket. I don't care about the ticket. They're going to get it t- taken off. I'm calling because I just had the rudest intervent, like interaction with the student I've ever had since I've been mm-hmm. here. And there's somebody who is representing your department and I'm a staff member here. And if they'll do it to me, they'll do it to anybody. Right. And of course I didn't get the, their, their manager or whatever, but she calls them back. She circles back around by this moment. I'm not, I'm done talking to her. Cause if I, I'm really about to turn up on her, but she mm-hmm. comes back around. She's still being rude. I walk up to her car. Cause she keeps saying, let me just take the tickets. I'm gonna take it back over there. So I go and I say, Hey, listen, I really just want to take them over there. Cause I want to encounter your supervisor. And she was like, whatever, you do that. I'm going to just be me. I'm going to just do me. I said, okay, listen, let's just start over. And I said, I don't know what just happened back there, but like, can you explain to me, like, is, is there something that I did or said that set you off? And she was like, yeah, when you were like, I mean this in the sweetest way, no disrespect. Like she literally said that. And I said, what other way could I have said that for you not to take it disrespectful? And that's what I mean by it really depends on the relationship that you have with the person. Right. I don't know her, know her. I've never known her. So right. I think that she could have understood if she knew me or we've had conversations in the tone that I was saying that I was actually being genuine and sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's like one of my problems with, with even with gaslighting is like, if I become more animated or you do not know me and I'm actually, this is what I said. And I guess it's intent versus impact, but it still impacted you in a way. And that wasn't my intention, but I'm trying to explain my intention. Okay. I feel like that's where people get into. You don't need to explain your intention because it still impacted me away. And that's true. Right. But does that mean that I'm actually gaslighting with what I'm saying is actually still true? Yeah. I think that's like something I was thinking about earlier too, is just, it's, hard 
to clearly define gaslighting in those mm. situations. Like you could say like, oh, this person's gaslighting me because I know that they're doing this thing to make me feel this way. When in reality, they might not be, they might be completely oblivious to that. And right. that's not their reality at all. It's because you're two different people. Every single person is different. Every single person like absorbs information differently. Every single person like processes things differently. So it's, it's hard to describe your reality and make it someone else's reality. It's hard to like put someone in your exact thought process in your exact shoes right? for them to understand. Okay. Yeah. Like that is the way it came across or that is like, and you can tell somebody that, but when they're acting the way that they're acting or they're doing mm. the things that they're doing that make you feel that type of way, that's not how they're seeing it. So it's just hard to like clearly define, I think a lot of the times. And so you can say like, there was a lot of unintentional gaslighting happening when maybe not so much as a misunderstanding, miscommunication right. between people. But I think the, the, the difference is that like someone who is gaslighting someone is doing it fully for the full intent of like having power over that person. Yeah. Right. Manipulating that person keeping them down so that they can continue on this, you know, having this, this type of relationship with this person um, rather than just like mis misunderstanding each other or, or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. Yeah, I feel that that power is a, is a thing, man. Cause I feel like it's just in relationships, you constantly go back and forth, mm -hmm. you know, of like, who is supposed to do what or who's in power in certain things or you know what I hate <laughs> you know what phrase I hate first off what the hell is in the right but <laughs> people say that all the time I just hate that statement or in the wrong what do you what does that mean um yeah. but I can't stand it because it's like that's all subjective anyway right? right like in this situation like oh I'm in the right I'm like first off two things mm -mm. could be true mm -hmm. we both could be right you know what I mean right. or correct with the information that we have just seeing it from a different perspective by um, our standards. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So when people are like, oh, no, this person's in the right, I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, you. But every time I hear that too, the way I see it, I'm like, I think that, that person's wrong. <laughs> but right. I guess it's whatever actions that they want to do. But uh, mm -hmm. here's a real question, baby. Have I, have I, am I a habitual gaslighter? You break, my, <laughs> break my heart on air? No, you're not. I think that, because I feel like you and I, sometimes if we like do something or say something, we'll both go to each other like, are you gaslighting me right now? Mm -hmm. And I think that we kind of do it as a joke, but yeah. in the same time, it's like, like sometimes it's a joke, obviously, but then sometimes it's like, mm, I'm, I don't like how you responded to that or whatever the case may be, because I'm guilty of it too, right? Like of combating something that you say and kind of like Katie was describing earlier when you're like in the heat of the moment and you're saying things and all of that. But I don't, I don't think you are at all. Yeah. It made me feel good because I don't want to be a <laughs> gaslighter. I'm sure I do. Like literally. I, I don't think that you are intentionally anyways. Mm. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. My I other know, question I is like, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You got it. I was going to say, I know I'm 100% guilty of that, like, in the heat of an argument, 
being like, I didn't say that when, mm-hmm. and then like later I'm like, I probably did say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. I mean, obviously that's not the right way to act, but I, I know that I am guilty of doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, I think a lot of our, in, in those situations, our miscommunication is I'm very, and you can attest to this. I'm very, what I say, I mean what I say. Right. right. So if I said that, I did not mean it a different way. And if you said, mm-hmm. oh, like, how many times we've been in, a, in a, a little tiff and Katie will say something like, well, you said this. And I'm like, no, I, you missed a word in there. I said this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I want you to know that I actually meant this. And so, but then it's like a disconnect with that's... the fact that like, I should understand that the way that you, it, it has to be a better way of communicating, an effective way of communicating between both of us because I just can't lean on the fact that I'm just going to be logical, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm just going to say this. I have to also recognize that you're going to perceive it a different way and you have yeah. to recognize also the opposite of that and we got to somewhere meet in the middle. But that's just the relationship that you and I have because we're married, you know? I think that that is what our biggest thing is when you ask, are are you a gaslighter or whatever? What comes to mind is when I, when you say something and I interpret it as something else and then it makes me feel some type of way and you say, that's not what I said when I'm like, yes, it is. It is what you said. And you're like, that's not what I said. That's what you heard or that's what you received from what I said, but that's not what I said. So I think that that goes back to the, sorry, you took it that way. Yeah. Right. And I hate saying that, you know, like I don't like saying it to you and I don't like saying it to anybody else uh, because it really does make me feel like an asshole. Right. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. even though I might be genuine in that, but like, what is that? How is that to something to be sorry for? You know? Right. Uh, so I've tried to change that to like, sorry that I did not effectively communicate. Right. Right. That. Yeah. Can I've, we continue this you conversation? You have changed that. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you. Thank you for noticing that. Cause I really have been trying to like, all right, there is some responsibility on myself to effectively communicate. And what I mean by that is for you, uh, Katie, I don't really talk to you too much. You know, like I text you here and there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to effectively communicate with you, I have to learn your type of communication, how you receive it, how you speak and everything else. Right. right? So the way that I talk to you is going to be different than I talk to everybody else. And so I can't necessarily expect you to completely understand what I'm saying. And then if Mm -hmm. I say something and you take it away, I feel like there is a little bit of fault in my way of communication if I didn't effectively communicate it to where you received it in the way that I wanted you to, to receive it. Right. Uh, it's, since I'm the messenger. The way I look at it is like, it's like this right here. If you ordered a package from Amazon and you wanted it in perfect condition and you wanted it to be stored upright on your front porch and I put it flat down on your back porch, you still got the package, but you didn't get it where you wanted it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, that's my fault. But even yeah. though you still got the package, like that's my right. fault. I probably should have put it the way that you, which is most effective for you, which is right. upright on your front porch type thing. But right, um, yeah, that makes sense. yeah, relationships are a doozy when it comes to that, and also just plain old manipulation, which kind of brings me yeah. like to this question: What's the difference? Is there a difference really between gaslighting and manipulation? I think that gaslighting is a form of manipulation. I think manip- you can manipulate people in a lot of different ways. Okay, um, okay. okay. But I think it's just like kind of a tier of manipulation. All right. Are you a queen uh, manipulator? Me? Yeah. Do you have the skill set? Not to, not to say that you use it all the time, but do you have the skill set? Yeah. You know what? I like, I, I used to, growing up, 
especially like I know I am 100% somebody that could manipulate pretty much anybody into doing whatever I wanted. And I know that 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 comes across pretty like (laughs) evil, (laughs) but I just know that about myself. I have the type of personality and I mean, without tooting my own horn too much, but like charisma and like that kind of ability to get people to kind of do what I want. And the the, where I kind of learned that I could do that was really with like my parents and like manipulating them against, not against each other, but you know, when you're growing up and you want your way or whatever, and like, Mm -hmm. you know how to get it. I would do it with teachers sometimes when I wasn't like doing what I needed to do in school, but like, let me play it off. Like how it's not my fault and how I'm going to like, not get in trouble in this situation because this Mm -hmm. is you know anyway so I feel like I very much have the tools to manipulate somebody but I have retired that jersey (laughs) (laughs) I I try my best not to do that um with people I mean unintentionally sometimes like everybody does it but like you know I I know the power that I hold (laughs) yeah definitely what about you sweetie um, Do you have the, the skill set? So Go I ahead, agree with I'm... what Katie was saying about the difference between gaslighting and manipulation, how you can manipulate people without gaslighting them. Mm. Um, and I think that we're all, we all can be a little manipulative because we are, we could be, I, I feel like people can be the most selfless humans, but when it comes down to it, you're still looking out for number one, right? Yeah, we're oh, yeah. You're still looking creatures. out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like we all can be manipulative. I don't set out to be, and I don't think that I purposefully do it. Right. So. Mm. I feel you. Um, I agree with both of those. Now I just you. Know. I'm a king manipulator. I, I know that. I know I got the skill set. Uh, my mom is a cerebral assassin. I feel like she passed that down to me. Uh, and I take pride in being able to, uh, or I have taken pride in being able to utilize that in a multitude of ways. That can even be why I was so good at certain sports and stuff that I played was your it's chess, right? Like you're really playing another human and trying to manipulate them and bend them to your own will. And so I feel like anybody who's great at a sport, not only do they have talent and I mean, great. If they, if they have to have talent, they also have to be master manipulators. Right. I have to be able to get in your head and make you do the thing and put you where I want you to be. And so I've utilized that in many of different ways. Sometimes I've utilized it for good because I think you can manipulate for good. And then uh, there's times that I, I'm the villain in people's story because I manipulated them. Like I will wholeheartedly hold my hand high for that one. Um, right. And it doesn't have make you ever me feel manipulated good. me? Yeah. Um, I manipulated you yesterday. Do you remember what happened yesterday at Target? <laughs> What happened? Okay, so we're at Target. What happened? Oh, and, uh, huh. we're at Target, and how we can are I at forget? The, yeah, we're at, we're at the checkout line, uh, and Katie says, "Let me go. Let me, I just need to pick me up. I'm gonna go get some Starbucks from Target." Target. I'm like, "Cool." So she left the stuff there, and the night before, I asked the other Katie for gum, and she did me like high school, talking about she ate her last piece. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, so I said, "All right, I'm gonna buy some gum." So I bought some gum. Uh, so Katie can keep it in her purse because I always ask Katie for, for gum. She give me gum. So I bought some gum and I put it in my pocket and we were leaving. Katie walks up and Katie literally falls into the trap. I didn't even say nothing. She falls into the trap. She's like, oh, I should have bought gum because like 
I need more gum. I should have brought gum. Oh and God. so I pull the gum out my pocket. <laughs> I turn around, like kind of wink at her, like, hey, look. She's like, oh my God, put it back, put it back. I'm like, hey, just look, just take it real quick. She's like, no. So I put it in her purse. I'm like, listen, just be cool. Come on, like live a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Live on the edge. Just live a little bit. Do something fun one time. You know what I mean? Just just walk out head and hot. Nothing's wrong. Nobody saw it. You with me. Just do it. Like She doesn't know at all that I paid for this gum. Okay? Like it's already paid for. Uh, and so we walk out and Katie is feeling all type of just messed up. She's like, what I just did was so wrong. Like she literally messed up. Oh my gosh. And uh, then I tell her that I bought the gum and she's like, I hate you so much. And I'm like, thanks for trusting me. <laughs> Uh, so now I know Katie ride or die for real. You know what I'm saying? Say, if I thanks need for Katie telling to all of our listeners that I am stealing for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. But here's the thing. Uh, I don't believe that. If, there's a little bit of you, Katie, that understood that I would never have put you in that situation. That's the only know. way you that works. I was pretty convinced. You were selling right? it pretty well. I was, I was, I was like, selling oh it pretty God. well. But I I think that there's really is something that you know that I'm not I would never. And meanwhile, put your Katie's like, like "What? Why are you making that face? What's wrong right. with you?" She has no clue. And I'm like, I, I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> uh, you know, but for 45 seconds, I had you thinking you was the world's biggest felon. Uh, so <laughs> for a pack of gum. Yeah, for a pack of gum. But yeah, I think Listen, that like you, my conscience you do all the time. doesn't play. If I need to, if I need to sway you, and I think I did a long haul manipulation on the proposal, right? I didn't want you to think the proposal was coming. So I was manipulating yeah. you for months and months and months on, we're not getting, like, I'm not proposing to you. You know what I mean? Just to, so I can get it out of your head. So I, it can be a much a bigger surprise. So I think That's that I, I do this stuff all the time. I try my best not to do, to use it for like nefarious reasons anymore. Right. Nefarious is like my new favorite word, but yeah, uh, I, was say. <laughs> I use it this morning. Um, I try my best not to do it for like evil reasons, but I think that, yeah, we're, we're all self-serving and to, to do things that we want to do and get things that we want to get. Sometimes we use manipulation in whatever ways that we can. Sometimes that's pretty privileged, right? Like if you know you're pretty, you can manipulate, uh, you know, getting some things that you want. So I don't think manipulate, it has a bad connotation, a negative connotation. I don't think that it has to, I think that, you can use it to your advantage to where it's not, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's just not, it doesn't cause any kind of harm to the next person. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, as long as it doesn't ca- cause harm, I'm fine with it. Once you start going into the realm of you cause harm to somebody else to get your own yeah. game, that's where it ca- crosses the line for me now because I'm not like ashamed to say, but I am ashamed to say like that was me at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. I was manipulating people and didn't give a damn about mm-hmm. how you felt about it uh that was definitely coming from a place of hurt and trauma for me but that doesn't give me the right to do it to other people uh so i'm very sorry to anybody that i manipulated in that way but i recognize that if i am a villain forever in your story that's just the role i have to play because i did that so i gotta own up to that mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah back to the movie though last question given the similar situation so if you were uh cecilia we all know how the end happens. She kills yeah. uh, Adrian. Mm-hmm. Would you kill Adrian? If you were Cecilia, would you kill Adrian? Why or why not? <laughs> I, I'm i like, heck yeah. But then I'm like, wait, what I really... <laughs> I'm like, do, do I want to come across as a murderer right now? Right, um, exactly. The fans but... is watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... The thing is with Cecilia too is like she's not of sound mind. 
she has been like true broken down she has had her entire like reality in question she has seen her sister be murdered right in front of her been blamed for it been charged for it Mm. been like so psychologically broken down for a in a mental hospital in a mental hospital and like i don't know how long they were together but like years of psychological trauma here 2017 i'm gonna assume because like Movie came out in 2020. She used the code 12, 14, 17 oh, yeah. to get into yeah. the room. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like years of psychological trauma. So she is at a very like, I, I mean, cr- not crazy, but crazy like state. Um, so like if I was in her position, like step for step. Yeah, probably. I would probably rationalize that as really the only thing I can do to get out of this situation. Like, I know he's gone forever. I know I don't have to deal with this anymore. Like, and no one else is believing me. No one else is on my side. How can we, how can we do this? And I think that in her mindset, she is probably still even like, even if I let um, her the the cop I don't remember his name, um, uh, James James or like that. James yeah. yeah even if I let James come arrest him even if we build a case even if we have this evidence of what happened maybe there's still a way he can get out of it maybe there's still a way he's not going to get charged maybe mm. he, there's still a way he's going to get off the only way I know one hundred percent sure that I'm never going to have to deal with this again kill him off yep you know and I think I, that I think I would be right there too with all of that. Mm. I I agree with you and that's my exact rational like that's me rationing rash rationalizing it as well yeah um because there is nothing else she can do because you have this guy who is handsome so we talked about pretty privilege Mm -hmm. it works for guys too he's handsome and he has hella money Mm -hmm. he has so much money so charming charming in like we see this in real life all the time. Yes. Like yes. Guys like you know, there would be guys in the news that are doing these heinous things, but because they're attractive and because they're of money and, and all this stuff, they get off. Like, look at Ted Bundy. That was like a whole thing because of how attractive he was and there were right. so many believers of him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like even like that seems to fare very well for the defendant in court in a jury like mm. <laughs> so i'm done yep. if i get caught up they're gonna be like huh yeah, exactly <laughs> sit his ass to jail yeah <laughs> i mean even look at brock turner right who right. that's exactly who i just thought of god but is he three charming? months but he's got money he's got okay, money about he's say, a young man who has a promising future in front of him like what do you think about a tech guru that like has this whole empire you know right money might be the only thing because i don't think you know i'm saying i'm not too uh, removed from calling somebody like handsome you know what i'm saying like this is a good looking fella rock ain't one of them so it must be the money but go ahead (laughs) definitely not um but but yeah i think that that was that was probably the only way that she felt she could continue living. Mm-hmm. Because even if 
he say he did go to jail, whatever, she's going to be looking behind his back. Because if this man can create an entire suit made of cameras to make himself invisible, what else can he do? Right. And who else does he know? Right. Because he threatened her and said that no matter what, I will always be watching you and you will not be able to get away from me. So even if he were to go to jail, prison, whatever, I wholeheartedly believe that he has goons out there. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he manipulated his brother. And exactly. I think that that's like the one way she had complete control over the situation. Mm-hmm. There's so many different outcomes that could have happened if she just kind of let it, tried to let, you know, the justice system get him or whatever. There were so many different outcomes of that. And even if he did get charged and he went to jail for life, like you said, who knows what else could have happened, who he's like playing with on the inside and like, you know, who's on his team. Right. That is one thing she had complete control over. And I think in that situation, if I was her, I'd right there. Yep. I feel that for me, there's two sides of this coin. If I know that I'm still getting the millions of dollars, a hundred thousand dollars a month, your boy's getting offed. Okay. <laughs> if I'm still in the wheel that way, I'm offing them. But, uh, and this is also just like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being candid. I, more than I want your body, I want your mind. So, obviously, she has the suit. She understands how it how it works and everything else. I would have spent my time getting closer to him, foiling his ability to use the same technology against me. And when I had the opportunity, I'd have flipped the tables on his ass for years. Mm-hmm. He really would have been a prisoner in his own damn house. I'd have been messing with him for years where he couldn't get out, couldn't do nothing, and then maybe or whatever. I don't know. But... That would have been my thing. I'd have been, I would have manipulated him back into thinking that, oh, okay, cool. I'm back with you and you can have some sort of power over me. And the whole time I'm working out a way to where you can't utilize the stuff that you did, but I figured it out and I flipped the tables now on you and I'm changing everything. I'm bringing it down. I'm selling your company so you won't have any funds or ends, right? Like you're not going to have nobody going, um, I'm selling your, your designs. I'm selling everything. And mm-hmm. in, in the will, when you die, I'm giving all your possessions and everything to somebody else or to myself. There will yeah. be no trace of you when you leave this earth. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. And, but before you get there, I want this more than I want your body. Like, I, right. I want your mind. Because if I can wreck your mind, everything else will fall. You'll die before right. you even. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I want to be, every time you think about it, you like, is he, is he around here? I can be yeah. long gone. You know what I'm saying? Long gone somewhere else. But you like, dang, I don't even necessarily feel him. But every time I look at one thing, it reminds me of this person mm-hmm. and the power that they had over me. Since you did it to me, like, boom. But knowing me now, I'm probably not doing nothing. Like, I'm going to just, like, do my thing. And if it took off again, you know, maybe I would use, like, the self-defense. So I can see why she did it. I don't fault her for doing it. <laughs> but... uh yeah, I probably would have played the mind games before we did anything right. else. Dang, girl, your uh, your house went dark. I know. I was just about to say, I'm I'm gonna turn my light on. <laughs> well, while she's doing that, everybody, we want to thank y'all for uh, coming to yet another episode of the Press Next podcast. Uh, thank y'all for staying all the way through and everything else. And if you're watching it on YouTube or whatever, uh, thank y'all for checking in and watching it. We love this platform. The way this is probably how we're gonna do it. Uh, with with either one or more guests and stuff like that. Speaking of guests, okay, 
Next month uh, is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and so we're going to spend all April focusing on um, that topic. So we watch films sur- surrounding that topic. We'll have conversations surrounding that topic and things of that nature. Uh, so if you are willing to jump on the podcast to give your either expertise, your uh, experience, or knowledge uh, on some of these movies and these topics, please uh, go to our IG page, click the link in our bio, and just fill out the information sheet so we can get in touch with you and stuff like that. Uh, and we can set it up to where you can jump in with us and we can get your your story and, and tell your story if you're willing to do that or just really get your perspective. So we enjoy talking to everybody. You know, Katie, we're happy that you came through today. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks for having talk me, about it. guys. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Like, we are no stranger to having people repeat and everything like that, especially yeah. if you just love movies and talking about stuff. So if that's your thing, you can put that in the notes like, hey, I got a story I want to tell uh, specifically during Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Uh, help us expand our horizons and open our eyes as well. We are not uh, know-it-alls. Uh, shout out to the brilliant idiots because we feel like we're brilliant idiots as well. Sometimes we have great <laughs> ideas. Sometimes we're just dumb and we're just talking about situations. But we're learning humans. We grow and we change and everything else. Uh, but it's hard for us to grow sometimes if we don't have that revenue. So, <laughs> so we are a self-funded podcast. And we ask you, if you love our podcast and you want to donate, please hit us on Cash App or Venmo, press next podcast, and drop whatever you feel comfortable doing. If that's a dollar, if that's a hundred, if that's your whole Joe Biden stimmy, we did it, Joe. Uh, <laughs> do that. That's fine. It's whatever you want to do. Um, we we put our own money to this to create a better production uh, for you and to be able to bring people on and things of that nature. So if you just like, I love y'all, what y'all doing, drop it in there. Oh, I forgot to do this. Y'all, go ahead. Drum roll, please. Give me a little drum roll. There we go. Hey, we surpassed. We are well over a thousand downloads slash listens now. Uh, I know it's crazy. Like literally, let's do it. I'm finna look it up right now, real time. How many we have had in total? Okay, let's see. You did not tell me that. I know. Last seven days is over 200. We are at 15 or 1,581 total. Oh my so, gosh, awesome, you guys. I know it's so wild to think that like we literally just wanted to do this because we love this and uh, um and we have people who listen faithfully and yeah. we really do appreciate y'all we love y'all we love that people talk about it and interact with us and say hey y'all should talk about this y'all should do this like that's what we want to do uh, so please reach out and do that and shout out to everybody who listens shout out to you Katie for coming shout out to yes. you baby for for making the um, the podcast what it is there you go do your little hair flip and. <laughs> Also, join our Instagram or follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Tiki Taki. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Press Next Pod. You can join our Facebook group, uh, the, the Press Next Crew. We haven't posted much in there, but we're about to start posting more in there. We try to focus more on TikTok and uh, Twitter and IG. Uh, but we will get in there as well. And uh, we always do the same salutations. You know what it is. Go ahead and jump it out, baby. You know what it is. Um, when you're sitting on the couch watching TV, you've been there a while, and Netflix asks, are you still there? Always yeah. press next. And eating golden chick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Always press next. We love y'all. We will see y'all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys.